Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Update, Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Market Developments and Strategic Partnerships. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item this week, at the Worldwide Developer Conference last week, Apple made several announcements about new upgrades to Apple Maps, including a couple that seem designed to compete with recent additions that Google has made to its mapping app. Uh, Apple's new features are going to be introduced as part of the iOS 15 update, and uh, several are going to be rolling out progressively throughout the coming year. Consistent with Apple's focus in the last two years on rebuilding maps from the ground up, the updates that were just announced are oriented towards consumer experience and navigation. There's a new look and feel for maps that's been live for a while now in the US and the UK, in Ireland and Canada. Now it's rolling out to more countries, including Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Australia by the end of the year. Also in a Google-like move, Maps will get a refresh uh, incorporating new levels of detail, including turn lanes, medians, crosswalks, and bike lanes. Maps is also going to be making use of 3D to help drivers navigate complex interchanges. There's also a new set of updates designed to help transit riders navigate more easily, including notifications from Apple Maps when you've reached your destination. And in another apparent nod to Google, Apple is adding an augmented reality feature to Maps that allows users to see directions superimposed on their live surroundings. This new augmented reality view is going to launch in selected cities in 2021. Search Metrics has published a useful deep dive on the June and July core updates announced by Google and discussed in last week's episode. As I mentioned last week, Google has taken the unusual move of dividing the latest core update release into two parts, the first of which began rolling out on June 2nd, with the second slated for sometime in July. One interesting comment from Google's Danny Sullivan, cited in the Search Metrics piece, is that some sites may see gains or drops in June that are reversed in July due to the two-part nature of the update. Search Metrics founder Marcus Tobler notes that many low-quality directories appear to have suffered in the June update, as well as a large network of spam pages related to airports. Overall, sites with thin content appear to have been targeted. Sullivan published some general info about Google's search algorithm updates on June 2nd, noting that Google in fact rolls out thousands of algorithm updates each year, and that traffic to irrelevant sites has decreased by 40% in the past five years as a result of these efforts. He explains that the core updates are broad-based and do not have a defined target, and that the updates are never aimed at specific sites, but rather about improving search overall. Next, we have news of a possible local search algorithm update centered around June the 8th, last Tuesday. This was detected by Bright Local's Local Rank Flux tool, which rates the volatility of local ranking on a scale of 0 to 10. So on June 8th, 
this was the highest level of volatility um, of, of the week with a rating of 4.1 out of 10. Uh, but there were two other days with notable volatility in what the local rank flex tool call, uh, considers the red range, uh, which were uh, June 6th, where the rating was 3.37, and June 9th at 3.18. Barry Schwartz wrote about this and said that it was unlikely that the volatility was related to the June core update. Of course, you'll remember that Google's general search algorithm is not connected to its local algorithm, so you wouldn't expect changes to be uh, in local results to be due to any changes to the core search algorithm. However, Colin Nielsen noted that several local ranking reports show an upward trend that does seem, at least as far as the dates are concerned, to coincide with the rollout of the June update. Um, also, in relation to this apparent local update, Mark Cabana at Places Scout was quoted as saying that businesses more than 10 miles from the city center appear to be ranking for keywords where they didn't rank before. Uh, as yet, no comment from Google as to whether this was an official local update. Alex Ratinsky has a useful Whiteboard Friday post on the Moz blog that offers guidelines for local businesses wanting to make some use of Google Analytics. He notes that Google Analytics is particularly useful for understanding user behavior on your website and how your pages are performing. Rutinsky offers step-by-step tips, including how to block bots and spam from your analysis of their traffic, how to set goals for the types of user behavior that indicate conversion, the benefits of connecting Google Analytics to Google Search Console in order to track website performance against specific search queries, the use of UTM parameters to track website traffic from specific sources like Google My Business, and the use of Google Tag Manager to make tracking more efficient. Next, we have news of a new campaign from Google UK, which is aimed at helping people use Google Lens to rediscover their cities. Google's touting the usefulness of Google Lens as a visual search tool that helps you find information about the world around you, whether you're interested in the species of a particular bird, the items you see at a farmer's market, or the historical significance of local landmarks. Uh, Lens is built into the camera app on Pixel phones, which is a feature that Google is uh, especially showcasing in this new uh, promo campaign. The campaign also marks the official announcement of the new places filter in Lens, which is now available globally and takes its place alongside uh, other filters, including translate, text, search, homework, shopping, and dining. Uh, this new places filter helps users identify landmarks by matching camera images with 3D models taken from Google, Google Earth. Um, Google says that Lens is now actively used uh, globally at a rate of 3 billion uses per month. Lastly, and in another development on the anti-monopoly front, the state of Ohio has sued Google, claiming that the company acts as a public utility under Ohio law. In a statement, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said that Google uses its dominance of internet search to steer Ohioans to Google's own products, a practice he called discriminatory and anti-competitive. Rather than asking for a monetary penalty, the suit requests that Google be required to carry content from other sources without unfair discrimination as compared to comparable Google content. The Ohio lawsuit was reportedly influenced by a recent opinion 
from the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who wrote that some digital platforms resemble traditional common carriers and that free speech laws should not prevent lawmakers from regulating them. One notable detail in the suit's argument is that the term captured click, which is used to describe scenarios where Google results lead a user to another Google property, such as YouTube, Google Maps, or Google Shopping. The suit's complaint against captured clicks echoes much of the recent commentary about zero-click search as a sign of Google's increasing dominance. Google has stated that the suit is without merit and against the best interests of Ohio citizens. That's a wrap on this week's updates. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.